When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com And the My Ultima Hotel as well and Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Racing at Flemington, a rare Flemington Wednesday meeting. The Kensington Stakes down the straight where $200,000 is the feature. Mitchie Lewis joins us. G'day, Mitchie. Good morning, Gareth. How are you going Good, today? thank you, mate. What do you make of this meeting at Flemington? It's great to have Flemington racing on a Wednesday. Yeah, I really like it. And, like, I know it's been a little bit uh, controversial, I suppose, but I don't mind the rapid racing concept. You know, it's something slightly different. They're all down the straight. The straight races are fun to watch. It's, I, I think, what did they used to do? The country versus city. I think that's probably good. They got rid of that. But the concept itself, I yeah. think, is great. Yeah, I, I think it's it's perfect. Three o'clock to six o'clock, three hours of rapid racing. What are we doing from a putting perspective? Do you like anything? Yeah, race one, number four, Acid Wash, I'm pretty keen on. So this horse was an eye catcher behind Mossaman two weeks ago when it made its debut. It found a little bit of trouble in the straight, finished off home, fastest closing split of the day. Um, I think it looks a handy horse. Barrier 10, I think it's going to have all the space in the world, shouldn't find any trouble here. And with that clear run, I reckon it can run over the top of these horses. All right, then. So race one, number four, Acid Watch. Blake Shin is back riding today as well. He's got a couple of beautiful rides and Clint McDonald prepares. I don't know. If, is Blake riding Acid Watch in that first uh, race? No, it's Jordan Childs. Yeah, Geordie Childs. He's got a couple of nice rides towards the back end of that meeting at Flemington. What else do you like, mate? We'll go to race three, and number three, Sands Dukes, uh, uh, Mickey Walker. So we've seen this horse three times in Australia. She showed pretty good talent but when she was back in New Zealand. She's had two runs at Mooney Valley in particular where, you know, it's a little bit hard to go back and produce a big run. She gets out here today on Flemington. I think she'll appreciate the Flemington track, having a look at her runs and her closing splits in those races. She's going to have a lot of room going down the straight. Uh, Celine Gordry's in the saddle. We talked the other day about how she's in super form. So I think this is a good setup for Sam Suit. Like I said, clearly talented. Um, she's just found bad luck a couple of times. I think today's the day. All right, then. Yeah, the final of your specials, mate. Race five, number 12, Ledecky's dream, the H-way player of the day. So I think she's got some good form lines from her last prep. Barrier four with some speed on. I think she'll track the leader who I've mapped as Conclave Prince. And I think... With a little bit of cover, she should be pretty strong over the top now she's third up. She recently trialled quite nicely, so I think she's ready to go bang too, and she's an each-way price. Yeah, she's around six fifty and $2.30 there with Bet365, one for the Moody and Coleman camp first up. Do you have an opinion in the feature event, race seven, the Kensington Stakes? Uh, look, 
I'm probably going to watch it. I put uh, Najim Sahail on top. I thought what he did during the carnival uh, Oaks Day was impressive. But I have tossed all of them. Bar... No, I've tossed six into the quaddy, if that gives the listeners an idea yes. of what I think it's going to be like. So, yeah, I give most of them a chance. Um, but Najim Sahail I put on top, but not, not filled with confidence in this race, Gareth. I think it's going to be a good one, though. Yeah, he's a quick horse, Najim Sahail, and he proved that during that Flemington carnival. He... I don't think anyone can ever forget the day that he kicked back and defeated Spacewalk there on Oaks Day. Um, and Spacewalk looked the winner, but it was a beautiful ride on that occasion by Damien Lane. It's going to be a good meeting there at Flemington today. We appreciate your um, help there looking at that meeting at Flemington. But you also got some mail for us in South Australia today, mate, as well. What else you got there for us? Port Lincoln today. So we mentioned one in the midweek masterclass yesterday that was unfortunately scratched. So we've had to change tacks a little bit. We've got race five, number six. Catalina Blue. Uh, this horse went on a win streak recently, won three races in a row, uh, went to Morfittville in a much stronger race. Didn't compete that strongly, but uh, she looked like she just didn't really appreciate a heavy track. So she gets much better conditions today on a track she's more familiar with. I think she can find her winning ways in this race. Um, I think she'll get set up well for a good run by Tegan Borum. Yes. And then I've got an each way play in race nine. Uh, number nine, I Need a Drink. So this horse, I think you can forgive its last start run in a similar type race. It was drawn out wide and it never really got on the track. Today it's got barrier three. Rochelle Milnes takes two kilos off. So I Need a Drink's going to only carry 54 kilos. And I think it'll settle a lot closer to the speed. So from the inside, I think she can find a good position. And she's a track and distance specialist. Three starts, one, two of those. Um, I, I think with the lightweight and the good barrier, uh, she'll be close here and she's a very good each way price. So that's race five, number six, race nine, number nine. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Thanks, mate. You have a good day. Good luck, punters. Same to you. There's Mitchie Lewis there. Robbie Griffiths and Manny DeCock, they've had a wonderful time of it, especially the back end of the year, and they'll play a major part in that feature event this afternoon at Flemington in the Kensington Stakes. And Robbie Griffiths joins us here on Giddy Up's Bag of Tips. G'day, Robbie. Thanks for your time, mate. Uh, pleasure, Gary. Jeez, Najim Sahail has been terrific this preparation and he's been up for a long time, but you're freshening him up for this race today down the straight over the thousand metres. Are you happy with him? Yeah, very. Yeah. He, um, he comes through his Flemington winning good order and we just, uh, give him a freshen mainly to suit the race programs that suit him, you know, and Flemington down the straight thousand is certainly, uh, one that, uh, ticks all the boxes for him. So thousand meters. That that looks like if you have to, if you had to race for his life, it would be thousand meters down Flemington. It's a perfect setup for him. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's got the strength to get out and you know win over twelve hundred like we seen at Mini Valley, and and only just get beating a whisker when you know doing too much work in the mid stages in the rising fast. But um, it's a, he's a safe option in the thousand because he's fast and he's strong and he handles the straight. So. There's a lot of reasons why, you know, we, we, we're very happy with where, where he's placed today. How Vorson loves the straight as well. Um, he finished third behind the James Sahail in the Century Stakes. Can he turn the tables on his stable mate today? Uh, probably not, but mm. um, it's, 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 it's still a good scenario for him. A high-speed race with only six runners. So, you know, he's, uh, he's an experienced uh, sprinter and, if the younger generation make a blue up front, he'll be there to pounce. But if everyone rates themselves correctly and sustains their speed, like Najim Sahel can, he's more likely to run a place or, you know, third or fourth or something like that, depending on whether Katsu takes the next step, which the way he trialled, you think he would. Um, and then he'll be sort of cherry ripe for the stand. You should have a 1,200 metres in a, in a couple of weeks. 
You got some nice chances outside of the those two sprinters in the feature race. We'll start off in race number one, and Halv has lightly raced. He was pretty good on debut, and you've got a great record with the Magnuses. Um, your thoughts about his chances? Well, he's a he's a full brother to Hal Orson, so it'd be yep. lovely if they can both um, top and top end of, you know top and tail the uh, meeting with uh, with a good performance. But uh, he was really nice uh, on debut. Naturally, first time down the straight, horses can get a little bit lost, but. Um, Hopefully he can adapt as well as his brother has over the years, and um, you know he's inexperienced, but he's got talent. So we're we're going there with optimism that he can make his presence felt. Brian O'Brien just pointed out just before with our, our top breeding stories of the year that Sue Star definitely has to be part of that because he's the most winningest sire in the world, just not Australia. But geez, he's had a wonderful year, Sue Star, and you've got a Sue Star filly going around. In race number two, Celestial Storm, who jumped out beautifully, I thought, there the other day at Cranbourne. Can she win first up? Well, she can. She's a filly that started a career with a blistering fifth in, you know, behind Charmstone at Flemington. And then, you know, little things haven't sort of really, she hasn't really developed the pattern or anything like that. So we rested her up and she's come back with a lot of spark um, and she tried brilliantly and she's worked brilliantly. And so we thought that we'd sort of re-emulate um, how she started her career with the thousand down the straight at Flemington, and um, you know, based on the vibe we're getting at home, we think she'll give us a great run. So, fingers crossed she can win. But everything's positive going into the races. All right, then. Then you got a couple of chances in race number four, Rotokura and also Entrapment, um, both in that fourth race. Can you pick one of those two horses? Is there a stand out there? No, there's not much between them. I think the wagering's got a second and third pick, so yep. um, we're hoping we can Quinella, and hopefully it's first and second. But Rotokua has never been down the straight, so you always question that. Um, barrier one, I hope the fence plays all right, because normally you like wider barriers. But on the positive side of things, he's a horse that does have talent. He's got uh, a get-back run-on style, which finds a bit of bad luck. So most of those horses predominantly have better fortune at Flemington because they've got the wide-open spaces. So... In his favour is the stablemate Entremet who will race a pair or so closer and she's drawn two and she's mm-hmm. had experience down the straight. So he might be able to use his stablemate to help both of their chances and see if they can get past the likely race, you know, Walenda that's uh, that's favourite. But both horses are in their right races to run really well if, if luck plays on their side. Now they've both got inside gates and it'll be interesting to see how the straight plays today. Maybe written royalty in the next race could be the, the galloper that's got an advantage with the wide gate. I guess she's back in, in class, just a little bit written royalty here um, in race number five. And you have a look at oh, his 1,200-metre um, record. It's pretty good, but he comes down the straight for the first time. Yeah, he does. And um, I think if you're going to come down the straight for the first time, you'd probably rather draw wide for two reasons. One, that's always played well, the wide barriers of Flemington. And secondly, horses uh, that race around corners like him predominantly have the, their, the horses they passed on their left. So being on the uh, wide barrier, he should be as comfortable as possible for his first run down the straight. And uh, he's a horse that goes well fresh and he ran well at the Valley in a, in, a, in a strong form race. So he ticks a lot of boxes. It's a very wide open race. You can make a case for many in that. But you would think if he gets uh, fresh air down the outside lanes uh, with Carleen's claim, um, we can't see why he wouldn't somewhere in the mix and be a chance here. Yeah. And can you make a case for Daily Bugle back in trip down the straight in race six, second up? You can. He doesn't have a great winning culture because of his run on style. He's another one that runs into a lot of you know a lot of trouble or sectionals don't play well and all that sort of stuff. But he um 
he's got the ability to be very competitive. And some of his Flemington runs, you know, he ran six the side and he beaten, you know, 1.85 and didn't have a lot of galloping room and he didn't really handle the soft track when not beaten far at Flemington. And he, he ran well in, in one of the big races there at Flemington and he not beaten far with uh, Damien Lane on board. So, you know, he's got the he's got the talent to well and truly be in this grade. He just needs the break. So if the breaks come his way, you wouldn't be uh, leaving him out, you know. All right, then some wonderful chances there to made uh, there today, mate. If there, if I gave you fifty dollars, what would you do with it? <laughs> it's a good, very good question. I'd probably go. I don't know whether I'd go uh, place Hellbar into place or each way Celestial Storm into the Gem Sahel. So. I don't know. It's a tricky one. I think we'll be around the money all day. Hopefully, we, we gain a winner and hopefully, we gain more. But uh, we, we're happy with our lineup. It's a, it's a tricky call. But the James Hale is the safest of the, of the lot because he's ticked all the boxes. So, place Halvar, Celestial Storm each way, and then Najim Zahale the win. God bless Blake Shin today, and that'll be Christmas. And we'll thank you very much, mate. We'll, we know where you live in Cranbourne these days. We'll send you we'll send you a bottle of wine or a slab of beer. I don't know what you drink these days, mate, but that'll be much appreciated. Just don't send the heavies around. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll change the address. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, brother. Thanks, mate. Right we definitely Thanks, won't be putting the beer on the bins anyway. Thanks. Right Thanks, Good Robbie. There's Robbie yeah, Griffiths right. there. Mickey Gaddon joins us. G'day, Mickey. Steve Hall, how are you, brother? I am well, mate. We're at the farm today in New South Wales. And you've got David Taggart to put up with this afternoon. He said he oh, sent oh, you oh, a oh, challenge nice and early as well. Oh, he, he called up yesterday in between the ad break and just gave one of the most abusive sprays you've ever heard. I said to him, have you done your Chiminda this afternoon? D, like D tagger, what's going on? And he wasn't in a good mood. So he's fired up, he's ready yeah. to go. And that's what you want to see because hopefully he can produce his best first up of a spell. It's been a long spell for the great man. No, as he says, you know, it's just a job to me. I don't do the form if I'm not working. So yeah, he would have done, he would have been punting yesterday. The only punting he does is at the casino. So it'd be interesting to see how he is first up from a break not looking at a horse race for the last couple of weeks. So um, I think you'll have the advantage on your side. And um, God help you if he does tip more winners than you this afternoon. So where do we start with your specials? Well, we know, we know we'll be counting. Uh, we're going to go to Warwick Farm Race 4, number 5, London. This horse is around $12, Mark. I think it's a really $11 is about three six five I should say. Um, Gilman Gibbons aboard, handles the wet track. By Capitalist, which I think not not a noted wet track sire, but this horse can handle the wet track. And it's going to sit forward and give a big sight. $11 is a great each way price. Race four, number five, London. And then we're going to go to the last. Race seven, number eight, Vinny's Spirit for uh, Team uh, Waterhouse. And bought this horse just relishes rain-affected tracks. So only had the one trial, which was a minor concern, 1,300 metres first up, a minor concern. But it, it, this horse, man, he just swims. So... Three dollars eighty, bet three six five. I think that's a good enough price to have a bet here. Some concern whether they actually get through the meeting today. G, there's about thirty mils of rain forecast, and it's currently pouring here in Sydney. So if we get that far uh, in the last race, seven of eight, Vinnie's Spirit will be hard to beat. So definitely on a heavy track there at the farm today. Yeah, currently a soft seven, and it hasn't stopped raining. So yeah. you know, once we get race day rain and, and they're actually you know chewing into the track, it'd be interesting to see how it plays. I think you want to be on speed and off the rail. So anything outside leader and uh, on pace horses, which is why I've learned you know, in the direction of on pace horses today. I think it's very difficult to make up ground, mate. Uh, I've done the Flemington uh, Flemington card. I've done the Doombin card. And uh, I'm going to message the mate, uh, Mitchie Lewis, and ask him for how that track's going to play at Port Lincoln. And hopefully we can find a few winners today. Have you got a best outside of Warwick Farm then? Can you tease us a little bit? Yeah, I think I think Flemington race five, number five, Miss 
Icelandic uh, for Blake Shin will be very, very hard to beat. I reckon if you just back Blake Shin today, you'll have a winning day. Yeah, I reckon he's clearly the best jockey on the card. So uh, it'll be. Uh, I've asked. I've also asked my man Dean Watley to run some stats on some of his straight races, so you'll get back to me in regards to jockeys and their strike rate. So if you're listening today, you're bored. It's raining. In Sydney, if you haven't gone to work and you've pulled up stumps early, tune in because there'll be some stats. They'll be flying around. Tags won't like the stats. They won't be in his wheelhouse, but we'll, we'll provide them anyway. I wish you the very best of luck with tags this afternoon. Oh, I'll need it, mate. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Let's catch up with our great mate, Dean Watling. He's done the form for Warwick Farm as well on a wet old day in Sydney town. G'day, Dino. Good morning, Gareth. Yes, you hit the nail on the head. It's windy, rainy. We had a big storm last night. The track's gone from it. A good fall down or soft seven. I think there's a little bit more rain around, so we've got to be a little bit careful today, but there's still two winners that I think we can find there at Warwick Farm. Take it away, mate. Race two, number nine, Vanquish. It's really a good race. I'm happy enough to have a little two-bet play here. I think Vanquish is hard enough to beat. The, the race fitness edge here against Pure Alpha, Dimitrov and Gelatin should bode really well, especially in these wet conditions. Looks to get a soft enough lead and comes out of a, a strong rating race last start when beaten by the very impressive Tannenberg. You know, Rachel King's in good form. Waterhouse and Bothorse third up should be peaking condition. But happy enough to have a little saver on the seven. Pure Alpha, gelded into this prep, caught my eye in recent trials. They've been sneaky, but good sneaky. And I think that horse lands to get um, the gun run in the 1-1 and will be charging late. So race two, we're going to have a, a good bet on the nine, Vanquish, and a saver on the seven, Pure Alpha. Pure Alpha was the horse that Johnny O'Neill gave us on the Monday means test. He's been pretty spot on with his tips there from the horses that he owns. And you get $10 with bet 365 for Pure Interesting enough riding there for Chris Waller, that horse on debut. What else have you got for us, mate? Yeah, we're running out the meeting race six, number nine, Shaken. Uh, Philly that I've got a lot of time for. She was an outstanding first up winner last prep and then she started around three dollars in a really smart two-year-old race behind the likes of Estorella and Cabulous. She traveled like the winner and then she sort of fell in the hole the last sort of 50 meters and on reading the shields report there she bled from both nostrils so she's been given a um, normal three-month band brought back with two trials and um, we know with horses first up off bleeds Gareth they're rock hard fit there's no chance they want to uh, take that chance of a horse potentially bleeding again. So I think race six, number nine, shaken is the best bet of the day. Just have to handle the wet conditions, but I think she will. All right, then. So there's a small concern whether she can handle the wet conditions, but you're confident enough that she might be able to get through um, the, the 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 conditions there at Warwick Farm, shaken. They've got a big opinion about shaken, this Philly Byam Invincible um, out of Earthquake. And she bled the other day, didn't she? Because we're all on her. Um, yeah, she bled uh, last start, like I just mentioned, Batai, Estrella, and So I remember um, that day. We were tipping her big time. Um, we were. We are all over us. I oh. think she's priced as if she ran poorly. Not poorly there, but got beat. But obviously, she had excuses. I think if she wins that race, we're not getting anywhere near $2 about of it. Um, I think it gets any worse or the weather throughout the day. I think Jade and the team might actually pull her out. So yeah. I think we'll be safe no matter what. I don't like an I'm Invincible on a rain affected going, but we'll soon see. Some some handle some some handle the going, but not, not too many of the Vinnies like it wet. Yeah, you make a good point, but um, I think this could be the one out of the box. All right, then. Hey, Dino, you enjoy whatever you're doing now. Go to the beach and swim in the rain. That's what they do, don't they, in Cronulla? Yeah, you can do what you like. I think I might go make a hot coffee and get north and wool, Gareth. It's a bit cold, so there rest you go. up, I think. It's meant to be summer. It's been a funny old start to summer. Thanks for that, mate.
Thanks, mate. Cheers. They're racing everywhere once again in Queensland. Head to the, the Racing Queensland website to see where they are racing. Chris Nelson joins us. They're at Doombin this afternoon. G'day, Chris Ope. Good morning, Gareth. Um, what do you make of this program in Brisbane? Yeah, it's actually an interesting program. We do, unfortunately, have uh, some shorties in three races there, which is disappointing. But uh, they're all interesting watches. Uh, race two, number nine, certainly can. I think is a filly. She's around $1.50 or something this morning, so I can't tip her, but she's a filly that uh, I think she's got a good future. And Tony Gollum wouldn't have put her in two listed races if he didn't think so. So she returns to a maiden and, and should be winning. Uh, one I will tip, though, is race six, number seven, Lennox. We may get uh, even money about her. She's had the three starts, and the latest one of those, she was very, very unlucky. She should have won. Uh, she was held up basically uh, until about the 200-metre mark, and then she sort of got clear late, was squeezed up between the first two across the line and just missed out. With clearer running, she would have won. And this is certainly no harder today, so I think she'll be winning race six, number seven, uh, Lenick. The other one is Barassi, who we've spoken about many, many times. He goes around in race seven. He's horse number 10. But tell you what, he's short, but I would throw him in the exactor all day long with number 11, Salt Lake Betty, who was a dominant winner here at Doombin last time out. So if you don't want to take the shorties about uh, Barassi, throw in the uh, 11 in the exactor. Now, a couple at a bit of value. I'm going off on tangent here. But race one, number seven, Old Song. Now, this is a race where I think there's a couple up the top that could be a bit risky at the short price. Old Song has had two runs back from a break. Uh, she's quite consistent. She's only had six starts, so she's got plenty of upside about her. First up, fourth at Eagle Farmers behind Warby, who then came out and placed in the gateway. It was a very good run. And last time out, up to 1,800 metres, I thought she was quite okay. Freshen up, back to 16, perfect. Back her each way, race one, number seven, old song. And race four, number two, ringers reward again each way. No luck at all, first up at the Sunshine Coast. Should have won there. Has got some decent form in better races. Second up, CJ Graham jumps on. I think it's also a good bet each way. So a bit of value and a few shorties, a bit of a mixed bag today, Gareth. All right, mate. We wish you the best of luck and looking forward to getting stuck into that meeting on Saturday in Brisbane. Looks like it's going to be a beauty as well as that summer carnival rolls on. It will. We've got the McLaughlin. We've got Storm Boy making an appearance, hopefully. He's in the nomination. So looking forward to that and a few other good races as well. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, Chris Oak. Cheers, Gareth. Have a good day. There's Chris O'Nelson there at Ascot today. There's a couple of um, handy enough races that I think that we can find a couple of winners in. I think that you can um, play maybe race four there at Ascot today. Each way, Heskett for Dylan Bairstow and Stevie Parton. The Bairstow stable are flying at the moment. I think it's a play there at that $7 quote now. Um, and then you can have a play in race number three as well. Um, and that horse's name is Snippenova. I think it'll be awfully hard to beat for David Harrison. He's got his stable firing once again. So that's uh, race three, number four, and uh, race four, number two, the plays there at Ascot today. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you on this Wednesday morning. Darren Carroll joins us. G'day, Des. Good morning to you, D. Carroll. G'day, buddy. How are you going? Um, I am well. Harness racing today. We're going to Melton and Echuca, two of your favourite venues. You've got a lot of favourite venues, but um, <laughs> Melton today and well, Twilight and then Echuca tonight. Yeah, a bit of action today, Gareth. We've uh, got five kits uh, collectively over the two meetings, so... Uh, start off at Melton, race one, number three, let's get rowdy. 
it's a two-year-old uh, for Chris Finocio, training and driving it. Um, I liked its um, last trials. I liked its trials last preparation. It only had the one run. It was probably a bit below expectations, really, in that run. But again, this time in it showed um, some really good ability at the trials. And its last trial um, at Melton um, led and rolled along and meant some really good times. Um, the negative is there's an Emma Stewart runner in it, and you've always got to respect them. But on its two trials, the Emma Stewart one looks like it's still got a bit to learn. And I don't know. Um, I'm willing to take it on at the price. So um, let's get ready. It's going to be each way, priced at around about $6. So good way to start our day. So race one, number three. And then I, the other one I like is race six, number six, Popcorn Friday. It's already been trimmed up a bit this morning, but um, it's not the quickest of front rows. And I think um, we can find the front today. And uh, that makes all the difference with this horse. If it finds the front, uh, very, very hard to beat. It's got young Ben Zero driving, and Ben's known to be aggressive off the gate. So um, that's a positive. And I think another one at an each way price there, Popcorn Friday. So race one, number three, let's get rowdy into race six, number six, Popcorn Friday. They're the two at Melton. Um, then we move on to Wachuca. Um, Wachuca, small track. Love backing leaders here. Um, got a good record for if you find the front. Um, it's, a, it's a way to go. So race two, number five, Kicker Rock gets us going. Uh, dominant win on debut. Um, really impressive. Um, then it stepped up in class. and It was just a bit too tough for it, second up, and did a power of work and just wasn't up to it. Um, but loved its recent trial um, at um, Shepparton and just looked um, like it's back to its best. Um, this is a suitable race. Um, no, we need a class that was in last time. Expected um, to be aggressive off the gate and uh, be dominant here. So race two, number five. Uh, then we move to race three, number three, Polly Peachum. Um, this is a classic Achuca type horse. Loves to lead. Loves the short trip. Um, got a great record at the track. Um, so ticks all those positive boxes. Um, so definitely races best in front. Gets its opportunity to do so tonight. Actually, it was actually you know, a pretty good run last time coming mm -hmm. from the rear of the field. So providing get the map right, um, she's a, a bet to nothing. Race three, number three, Polly Peachum. And the last of them is race six, number two, Aussie Joy. Another looks like finding the lead. Um, hence why I'm confident in going that way. Um, She's uh, had two from th three from the track, um, leading all the way on both those occasions. Gets Ellen Tormey, who drives uh, this track so well. And she's actually got a 24% winning strike rate at this track this season, so that's pretty impressive for this. So, uh, yep, I think race six number two, Aussie Joy will lead all the way. So five tips in all today, and so hopefully we'll have a, uh, a fill-up go. Good on you, mate. Go and get him. Thanks for that, Daz. Darren Carroll Cheers. there. Thanks for Love Racing NZ. Butch Castles joins us. We're heading to Ashburton today. G'day, Butch. G'day, Gareth. How are you doing? Good, thanks, mate. Take it away with your best. Yeah, we'll go later in the day. Twilight program sort of fit in nicely as you're having a schooner later in your day over there. Race eight, we'll go with number four, Betty Spaghetti. Uh, look, she's won three in a row. She's destined to head to uh, Trentham over the uh, carnival there in January. Uh, she's 380 into 330, drawn barrier three, gets in with a nice lightweight, 54 kilos, and I look on what we've seen at Rickett, and she should be awfully hard to beat. It is her biggest test, but she is up to it. She's a good mare, Betty Spaghetti. So race eight, number four. And we'll go to the last on an each-way basis, number one, fingerprints. It's come right of late, Kavish Shaduri, to do the riding thing. Money for it today, fives into $4.80. And I just think on an each-way basis, uh, it's a nice bet in the last to walk away with a bit of money. So race eight, number four. Betty Spaghetti and race 10, each way, number one, 
and get pronto. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Welcome back to Getting Up. Just repeating Butch Castle's best bets there in New Zealand at Rickerton today. No, it's Ashburton, I should say. Um, still in the southern part of New Zealand. Race 8, number 4, Betty Biscetti. And race 10, number 1, Fingerprinted. Race 8, number 4, Betty Spaghetti. And race 10, number 1, Fingerprinted. He's best there at um, Ashburton today in New Zealand. That is Bag of Tips. Thanks to Was Equipment Rentals and the best pub in the Mallee, the mighty Ultima Hotel. And Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.